Yeah. We have the been bean here. has been flicked. The bean has been flicked. Mm-hmm. We back. Um, we back. Episode 49. It's your boy, yes, and we up here. Smart Trip Podcast. I ain't seen you in a long time. Well, Snow Germs. How you been, brother? I know, man. I can't call it. Been through a little bit. Been through a little bit, man. It's been... What has it been like a, a couple weeks since we recorded? Yeah, man. Been moving and grooving. Moving and grooving, yeah, man. Shaking and baking. Father's Day has happened since we recorded. That's 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 been yeah, man. It's been pretty a lot going on. A lot going on. I turned 30 since we recorded. I turned 30 since we recorded. More life. You know, niggas been living more life. Yeah, man. Definitely have been. 49 for the mind. I don't know if that's gonna yeah, be the episode name yet, but we're gonna see. Yeah, we'll see, man. It's just yeah, us now. Yeah, we uh send a um send a smoke signal up for this nigga Miles, wherever he at. Hopefully you're safe, bro. Yeah, look, man. We miss yeah, you. We bro. love you, brother. Yeah, bro. What's uh, but what's been up with you though, bro? How you been this week or these past weeks or whatever, man? Man, it's been a little bit of a roller coaster. I ain't gonna lie. Um, kind of been going at it with my neighbor across the across the hall, across the street. It's been it's been a little bit of a issue you know i don't know if you remember that jeezy song i forgot how i, I know how it go it's a uh, old lady across the street still it, you know it you know three it. in the morning take your old ass sleep. sleep third time she done called the police this week what so tell me why the police actually showed up to the to my door on father's day man it was a black cop thank god and he was cool, thank God, twice. And he was just like, yeah, we've been getting complaints about um, the aroma. And they say that the aroma is lingering in the hallway. So he was just like, you're fine. Just crack a window, burn some incense, and have a good day. I was like, thank you, man. I appreciate it. But I was just like, damn. Could have been a different, you know, a different situation had I had a an officer that was had a bad day, you know, or yeah. wanted to just impose his will. But he was cool, thank goodness. It might have also been that it was Father's Day, and I don't know. But that was that was that morning, and then uh, that e- that afternoon. Um, my son's mom dropped my son off and we went on a little hike with my dog. He still don't like my dog. We still working on that relationship. Um, we're going to get it there one day, but we went on a little hike. I had both my sons with me on Father's Day. It was lit, bro. Um, on on this hiking trail, (laughs) there's this like big ass tree log thing that you, that you can cross to get over the creek 
it's, it's a good it's a good distance. And yeah. me and my son crossed it. And I ain't gonna lie, he was scared at first, like because it, it started shaking like midway. And you're like you you're over the water now at this point. Like there it's long enough to it's to where it's not no quick, like quick journey, like over. Like you have a point yeah. of no return on it. So like you gotta you gotta commit to crossing. And we did that. And you know, he was proud of himself for you know conquering the fear. And uh it could have went extremely left had he failed because he was like low-key in his Sunday's not Sunday's best but he was coming from a, a brunch so he had on like a white shirt it could have been bad if he failed but he didn't fall because he is nimble like you put your son in, in the shit huh <clears throat> you put your son in the shit man that boy nimble like his daddy man what you talking about <laughs> what you talking about man but yeah that was uh that was Father's Day, man. Before Father's Day, I had a bad experience with a ghost kitchen, man. You know what that is? No, I don't know what a ghost kitchen is, bro. All right. So what a ghost kitchen is, is how can I explain this? It's a kitchen, but it's not. It's not. It's basically a kitchen that prepares food for uh, different restaurants. So have you heard of, uh, you heard of Wiz's like restaurant, right? What's that joint called? Uh, what is it? Hot box? Hot box on yeah. the Wiz? Hot box on the Wiz, yeah. Yeah, that's a ghost kitchen. So what happens is you're able to order on Uber Eats or DoorDash or wherever um, that delivers the food. It's prepared at this, this one location, wherever it is. And they like they fix the food that's on that menu or whatever. And so we tried to order uh, from this one restaurant. It wasn't Wiz's establishment, but this one place, this one ghost kitchen does orders for a list of restaurants. And Wiz's restaurant might be included in that, but for this experience wasn't with his restaurant. So the food never got here. And um, shout out to my... uh, the Uber Eats delivery shorty because she was not having it. Like when she showed up there, Uber the Uber Eats app was showing that she was waiting on the food, but their system had already given it to a driver. Mm. And they showed that it's out for delivery and it's been and it's been delivered. Now, shout out to the shorty because she said she's had this experience before, plus, she's worked in like restaurants before. And she said that uh, a lot of times with these ghost kitchens, they'll be on California time and we're on mm-hmm. East Coast time. So the, the orders get fucked up and they'll send it off with, a, with another driver and they'll just keep the shit coming up on like free meals and shit. Crazy good meals. Yes. So that was the day before Father's Day. So needless to say, I had that ghost kitchen experience to the cops knocking on my door on Father's Day morning to it topping off and balancing out with the fam bam on Father's Day. Damn. Yeah. Damn. But how you though, bro? <laughs> um, I'm feeling good. 
Uh, I'm feeling odd also. Um, like this week was real challenging and transformative, okay. to say the least. Um, so I guess my week started off with, um, <clears throat> you know, coming off the height of, you know, Father's Weekend, but really Juneteenth um, mm-hmm. and the Unity Fest with Mochella. Um, okay. I was actually privileged to be on the press team. So, oh. like, yeah, like, I actually was, like, able to yeah, that, have that a press, press pass. pass. Hey, yeah, you gotta say yeah, that, so, you know, bro. That's your first press pass. Yeah, yeah, that's my first press pass. So, um, you know, that was something that that was able to, you know, elevate my connectivity in the DC community because you know I'm very sociable, but there are certain communities that you gotta get connected with, and you know, having those links is able to, you know, elevate, you know, what you're doing out here. Yeah. So needless to say, um, it was, you know, the end of my school week, end of the school year, um, possibly the end of my whole teaching journey altogether. Um, had a nice little ending, end of the whoa, year celebration whoa, whoa, on Wednesday. Whoa. A nice little celebration. You, you just, you just, yeah. just saying that all nonchalantly. Yeah, you know, um, yeah, so basically I might not be able to teach this, uh, you know, coming up. You know, we're gonna talk about that for another episode. Okay, but gotcha. in the, at the end of this year, you know, every every end of the year they have, you know, celebrations where you know we go out as teachers. You know, we've been doing it, our thugging and bugging all all year. So we went out to this restaurant called Mission. Shout out to Mission, by the way. Mission Barbecue. I guess that's what it's called, but it's uh I don't know, but I know it's it's called it's Mission in uh, Navy 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 Yard. Okay. But um, anyways, um, we just had a nice nice little experience up in there in that joint. You know, got some gifts, got some you know to go gifts, uh, you know, some parting gifts or whatever, which one whatever you want to call it. But while I was in there, my homeboy Kirk, shout out to him, he was getting a text message from um, his homie Greg, who works on the hill, mm-hmm. and. <clears throat> You know, he connected with like the Black Caucus. Right. So um he asked him if he wanted to, you know, come and support this um this press conference, you know, support him with this press conference. And he asked him like if he if he ain't know anybody that he wanted to uh, take, because he wanted to bring also he wanted to bring some children who's been affected by gun violence because um Congress is trying to pass the um was it called the five vote? I mean, the Break the Cycle of Violence Act, mm-hmm. and they're trying to introduce the bill. That's really what it is. It's a bill that's uh, going to be five billion dollars to fund community gun violence prevention programs. You know, so like mm-hmm. you know, grassroots programs that a lot of people have been in but haven't been able to have funding to you know actually combat this shit. You know, it's numbers that you know like big brother programs, you know, things that, that actually, you know, was in hoods that got taken away because of edu- because of funding, you know, being taken away, being put into police, being put in all these other things that combat 
you know, positivity in the hood. Um, I mean, that, not I me, mean, that promote um, negativity in the hood, kind of like, you know, fuck up everything that niggas been doing. But anyways, um, this press conference was very cool in the essence because I've never been around the Capitol in that aspect. Like, I've been to the Capitol, but I've never, like, been on the grounds like that because because the insurgent shit that happened last year, June 6th, I mean, July, January 6th, 2020. Mm-hmm. It was 2021? Yeah. 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 That happened uh, earlier this year, actually. Um, yeah, you know, that, that's, that still is affected. That still has been, a, like, if people don't know, like the, the Capitol grounds are still being like protected. Like there's still a gate around everything. So it's like, you can't even get in there. Even though the National Guard is gone, the mm-hmm. Capitol Police is still there guarding that gate. So it's like, you can't go on the grounds anymore like you used to be able to. Um, and it's kind of, it sucks. But um, but anyways, um, just being there, you know, and being around people, like I said, the Big Brother program, I was with the, I got to see the guy who actually um, created that program. You got um, to see the guy that, that created the Big Brother program? Yeah. Oh, word. That's dope. Like, I actually got to meet him. That's fire, bro. Yeah. So you got, to, um, you got to meet a real life spook by the door. A real life spook by the door, bro. Like, That's for fire. Real. But, um, but yeah, bro. So it's basically, this bill is going to authorize grants to, you know, support programs. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called the S.2671 bill, you know, 116th Congress, you know, okay. started out in 2019, 2020, but they reintroducing it um, so that they can get, you know, a couple hundred, you know, trying to get some votes for this joint, bro. So I'm just trying to, you know, bring awareness to it because right. um, you got to think about it like, um I feel like the government, one thing that they're trying to do, which it could be good, could be a plot or a scheme, you know, anybody think about that, you take it however you want to, but when niggas throw money at you, you might want to take it sometimes. And here's what I'm saying. You got programs that have been cut. You got shit that has been, well, not even cut, but you got programs that's been out here all the time, like the creator okay. school, like, you know, never black down, uh, I mean, well, that is a program. I mean, that is a, uh, a company, but I'm talking about um, Guns Down Friday. Um, you got, you know, New Era, you know, New Era Detroit, New Era Elite, you know, New Era DMV, New Era Richmond. You know, that's a whole organization of people that could be getting funded to do things that they've been doing. But in these impoverished communities, they're not getting any funding. It's like them niggas is raising their own money, they're doing their own thing, which is cool, which is definitely uh, the the power to the shit because you know you want that type of unity, you want that type of independence. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like the government is trying to combat gun violence, and it could be a could be a plot, could be a ploy. And if you hear me out. Could be, you know, give these niggas this money, make them clean up shit and get everybody nice so that the next wave of um, this thing is, you know, we're going to ask them to give, give up their guns. I don't mm-hmm. think that's going to happen, but I'm thinking that that might be the mentality of people who, who, 
who get that, you know, because everybody's like, oh, this is talking about gun violence. Oh, y'all niggas, every time you talk about gun violence, you're talking about taking right, niggas' so guns. Like, no, that's not I'm everything. Glad that's you, not I'm, I'm glad you said that because yeah. that's about to be my question. Like, yeah. just to play devil's <clears> advocate, <throat> what exactly would, like, what exactly does that entail? Because, like, me, as, like, I coming from Virginia, we love our guns. We love our dogs. We love our guns. Yeah. And when anytime, yeah, so. anytime someone says, like, gun legislation, and, I, and I'm not against gun legislation. Don't get me wrong. I'm not. But in the majority of the gun legislation that I have seen, it involves taking guns. And, you know, I know that and is not going to go go well. So what what sets this apart? Like, what did you witness so, at this uh, at, at the, you know, at the forum that sets it apart? And what would you what, you know, what educate me, if you will? So it is a bill that authorizes grants, like new grant programs to support violence intervention initiatives. Mm. So like those organizations, like I was saying, like people who are trying to like specifically, you know, the Bureau of Justice Assistance must award grants for coordinated violence reduction initiatives and units of local government that are disproportionately impacted by gun and group related violences, gun and gang violence, basically. So they're trying to um, do, do, you know, combat that. Additionally, mm-hmm. the National Institute of Health must award grants to, I mean, for hospital-based violence intervention program that reduce the risk of violent injury and uh, retaliation among high-risk patients. So, so I don't hear anything to, about taking guns at all in there. It, it is, it's nothing about taking guns. That's why, like, I wanted to talk about this person because I forgot this guy's name and I wish I got his number. But um, he is a numbers guy. He's a data person. And he talks about um, analytics a lot. And he said, we've been screaming this gun violence shit for a long time. And if you really peep it, it's like, it's not really, like the government doesn't pay attention to the emotion of the situation. They pay attention to the statistics of situations. And they pay attention to the money that they're spending. And if you really pay attention to how much they're spending to combat gun shit, like by militarizing the police, you know, putting all of these things out there to try to, you know, trap niggas, you know, just take these technologies and things, all these things that they spending on money to combat violence. It's like, there's a root to this. It's always a root to every fucking thing that you do. It's statistics mm-hmm. like, you know, what this causes that cause and effect thing. So, so throw money at the was, root, pretty much. Yeah, that, that's what they're trying to do. They're throwing money at the root instead of trying to just like keep putting band-aids on this bitch. No, nigga, take this motherfucker to the hospital, bro. Like this motherfucker need to get some real care, you know, or like t- tell them how to prevent. You know? They teach them motherfuckers how to stretch and shit, you know, so that they're not keep keep twisting the ankle, keep breaking the ankle. So that's what these programs that's already out here that have been doing these things, he's like, why would I, why would people not get that money when they have already been doing the work? 
like they've been doing the work, they just don't have the mu- that much funding to actually expand. And you got programs all around the fucking United States that's doing the same shit. It's just that they don't have the continuity or the fucking, you know, the um the the the, the bridge to get their um the programs together. So this may be a way to bridge a lot of companies where it's like okay, shooting over there. Yeah, you know, man, it's, it's, it's almost 4th of July, so, you know. I know, I know, I know. Everybody got to pop their damn fireworks, bro. Sorry, y'all. Y'all know, y'all know how it is. I'm in D.C. But yeah, nah, bro. But go ahead. Um, But yeah, so, um, like, the conversation that we were having, um, he was basically just saying, like, you got to think about how these niggas be moving. Um, the government moves in ways of they look at how niggas are organized. And if you really pay attention to it right now, you can use this money to start organizing your shit. Mm-hmm. Because, but you gotta be careful because the government also looks at niggas when they get organized. Like, okay, what type of shit are y'all doing in this organization? You know, mm-hmm. i.e. Cointel Pro, you know, i.e. fucking Al Capone and these niggas and shit, you know? Um, they, look at the, they looked at the mafia and was like, this organization is something. That's why when they get charged with you fall for the organization and you're doing something negative, them charges gonna be, you know, a little bit more heavier than if you were just doing it singularly. Because mm-hmm. uh, they're trying to get you to flip your peoples. Um, so um anyways, if you could if you could be able to really recognize the power of organization, that's what this nigga's trying to tell us um, after the press conference. Because the press conference was just, you know, just to let us know that the bill is being reintroduced. You know, you got some black people behind us, got some young black men behind us that's been here, you know, in this shit, you know, helping kids combat this whole lifestyle that they've been living in because we mm-hmm. lived through it. Um, yeah. We're still living in it for real. For real. <laughs> yeah. um, it's, like, it's not like you don't let y'all see. I mean, you hear what I live in. Right. But, um, yeah, bro. So it was it was a nice experience just to see that because like they they they're not trying to put money into programs like the YMCA that's already been out here. It's like nah, bro. It's like who can we give money to this program? Okay, this these niggas need this shit because they're in this hood. They're over here nine times out of ten if they are connected to a Martin Luther King Boulevard or Avenue or Street. It's the hood, you know. Nine times out of ten, if it's the south side, east side, you know, the tracks. West mm-hmm. side sometimes, you know, east side, track, you know, north side, you know, depending on what side of the tracks you in, you might be in that most impoverished neighborhood. So they're trying to funnel money into those neighborhoods as far as organizations and grassroots shit to mm-hmm. help. So that's why I feel like the disproportionate um, or was it called? What is it called? Like the the unrepresented co- communities. Yeah, yeah, they're starting to get more money. So just imagine, like a nigga like Big Crit who's been trying to fund his his country, his his, uh, his city, Meridian, mm-hmm. uh, Meridian, um, Mississippi, Mississippi. Right. That's a small ass city. My grandma is from Leland, Mississippi. That's another small ass city. So it's like just imagine some 
Just imagine if somebody was able to get money and fund those places. I'm talking about because Mississippi is one of the poorest fucking states, if not the poorest state in the fucking United States. So, uh, next to what is it? Next to South Carolina, I think we should run that statistic. What's the I poorest think it's state? Mississippi. I think it's Mississippi, bro. Okay. Poorest state in America. Yeah, let's, oh, let's New Hampshire. Wait, how the fuck is New Hampshire the poorest uh, state? New oh, Hampshire? no, Mississippi. Mississippi is. It is. I, I don't know New what... Hampshire's in the. Is in the uh, uh... Yeah, I don't know why they. I don't know why they came up as the first thing. Maybe that's like I don't know. Maybe it's the least. Maybe that's the least um, poorest. That's probably what it is. But yeah, definitely. Mississippi is the birthplace of blues, so shit. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of sad motherfuckers down there, bro. You got shit, but your, but your woes and your fiddle. But yeah, bro, would you, you actually, you was trying to talk about something that dealt with um, impoverished neighborhoods or like, you know. Well, I wanted to, I'm, I wanted to, that, yeah, I, I wanted to talk about class warfare. Okay, yeah. So, uh, I had an experience this past week. I, I had a, I, I had interviewed for a job. It was like a government job. I ain't gonna say what it was, but it was a government job. And needless to say, I don't, I didn't get the job because, not because of. I wasn't qualified or anything like that. They had came across my resume and my application and they just skipped the interview process to the onboarding shit. But part of that uh, onboarding process was a credit check and a background check. From background check, I ain't done nothing. So that came back squeaky clean. It was the credit check that that uh, that uh, made them have a determining a determination to decline me for working for them. So I looked at the, the report that they uh, the decision and it was majority of it was student loans. And damn they shooting shooting and things over there. Yeah stupid yeah, keep going bro. I'm about to yeah majority of them was student loans. And they said that student loans that won't make a, a, a determination. So if I'm being honest and I'm being com- uh, completely honest, um, I, I lost a, lost my job last year of August and I've been looking for employment ever since. So as a result of that, you know, when you, you know, lose a job or, you know, when you, uh, you got to prioritize your, you know, your living situations and shit. And as a result of that, I'm not saying student loans aren't important at all. Don't, don't get me wrong. But sometimes it comes down. You're muted. Sometimes it comes down to. They're not important. I'll say that. Okay. Well, all right. (laughs) Fuck student loans. Sometimes it comes down to, if I'm being honest, it comes down to paying your rent and 
paying your student loans and your student loans will ding on your credit. And so I explained this to the person that was in charge of uh, facilitating the hire. And they said, unfortunately, um, once the government makes a decision, it can't be reversed. Like I'm overqualified for, for not overqualified. Well, yeah, overqualified. Over, I am overqualified for this job. So it, I feel like I should have got it for one. I don't think that a credit check should be should be a, a, a determination on if a person is suitable for a job. Now, when, when I reached out to her and asked why, she said that if you're going to be handling financial information, then a credit check is necessary because you could uh, uh, you could be, um, you know, you you need to show that you're trustworthy. You need to show that you pay your bills and, and shit like that. But what I get conflicted with that is, OK, so what you really checking for is if I'm going to steal money or whatever, if I'm trustworthy with the money, with people's information. And I feel like that goes more into a background check than a, than it should be with a credit check. And if I'm wrong, play devil's advocate and poke holes in what I'm saying. But I feel like that goes that should be more into a background check, not no fucking credit check, because you know what happens. Go ahead. Go, go ahead. I feel yeah yeah. So like you said, that was a devil's advocate. Mm-hmm. I'm not for with it. I'm not. I'm not on their team. I'm just, you know. Sometimes you got to be the protagonist in the conversation. I mean, the antagonist. Um, I feel like with going through a credit check and working for a financial institution, whether it be government or whatever, you know, inside of working with money, I think I might be wrong. I think that they are looking at, um. How hungry is this nigga? Is this nigga broke as fuck? Is this nigga like is has he been has he been hurting for a long ass time? Like, has he been fucked up? Cause if he get this type of job, he's gonna see some money. He's gonna see some crazy money. Might some money that he ain't probably never actually seen on paper other than on paper before. Um so maybe that's why they did it. Maybe that's why. I'm just saying. I'm just trying to go into the mind of some so, stupid shit. <laughs> so a broke. So okay, okay. So you you hit the nail on the on the on the on the head. You trying you trying to so, see yeah, if, if a broke we nigga, broke if, nigga mm. gonna steal from us? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's definitely class shit. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. So yeah, not it's it's not based on. Can this person perform the job? You're not looking at my work history. You know, if 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 this is a a call, for example, if this is a call center position, you're not even taking into consideration that I've also worked for another part of the government before. So if you look at my resume, you see that it's not even going to be a hard transition. You're going to go on my class. You're going to go on if I'm broke or not. Not if I'm qualified to do the job. And that's where I have a problem with that. 
because yeah, okay, bro. so what? So so what if I'm broke? So so what? Can I do the job or not? You already know if I steal or not because you went into my background check. My background check will show you what what I got in trouble for. I've never got in trouble for theft. I've never got in trouble for anything that deals with stealing. And you're the government, so I trust that you could do an extensive background check. That you 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 could probably do a background check that these other places can't do. And yet and still you want to go off if I'm broke or not, motherfucker. So how would I ever be able to inc- to like not be broke? Hmm? How how would I be what if I'm trying to get into a situation where I'm trying to improve my situation, get a better paying job to where I can pay my shit and improve my credit score? Then you put that ceiling on me where to where I can't do it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I see what you're saying, bro. I think that that's it's it's not a good situation to be in regardless because trying to get hired in a position where you're trying to elevate yourself, where you figure this is a more paying job, this is a more better paying benefits and everything. Um, I think you also have to know your worth. Like, obviously, this is not something that was meant for you. Maybe mm. it's just, you know, it's just something to get you thinking of what, you, what your potential is, what your, what your actual worth is. Right. So maybe this is just you know, something that, you know, you don't need. It was just a boost. Because I feel like you got a lot of fire in you right now from having that that type of Rejection. discrimination. Rejection. <laughs> discrimination yeah, happen to you. So, I do. I, I'm not <clears> even going to lie to you. I do because Okay, I and I am. I'm not going to lie. I am taking it as a sign that it, all right, I, I I don't need that shit. But what if I'm thinking about somebody else? You know what I'm saying? I'm thinking about somebody else that could be in my situation where this could be a game changer for them. This could be a job that determines if they are able to pay their rent the next month or, you know what I'm saying, if they can stabilize their living situation or if they able to go back to being able to pay their bills on time or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It ain't always just about me. It's it could what if another person like me or that looks like me falls into this situation and they are trying to improve their credit score. Cause I'm not gonna be I'm I'm not gonna lie, I put my fucking student loans on the back burner. When it comes to, you know what I'm saying, having my stuff in and in, in, in room and board and all that shit. I feel like I didn't prioritize wrong in that. I mean, you did it. Like, that's the other thing that, like, people don't understand. Like, you got to, that you have to, you got to, when you on a different, at a different bracket of fucking tax, you got to prioritize life. Like you said, like, Niggas got bills. You had to go to college, or we, we chose to go to college to elevate our lives. We knew that coming from the hood, college was probably one of the only things that was going to get us out without us actually physically having to pay out of our pocket all the time for shit. Then you go through this shit, and then you in a deficit coming out of it. 
it's like all the money that you're making is really not going to be yours because you got to pay the shit that you didn't been even if you don't finish right. it, you still got to pay the shit back yeah so because you can use this government pale grant shit this loan and all this bullshit um perkins loan and all this bullshit but um right um then you are trying to get a job where forget that you grind you grind you get these jobs you do these fucking jobs you get these little odds and end jobs where to the point where you can elevate yourself to a point to a status where you can finally market yourself uh to a certain degree to apply for a job like that then you get there and then it's like this door is being closed it's like this door was open while you was walking to it but while you're getting there they're closing that bitch because they see you coming it's like that's to me. That's like fuck that door. I can either kick that bitch down, or I can find another door because <laughs> this hallway is like infinite. Yeah. So that's why I feel like right now. Like I said, I wasn't gonna get into it, but I may get into it. Like you know, I also in the, I'm in that same boat. You know, just lost my job. Like I didn't pass the praxis. Missed it by two points. I'm gonna take it again, by the way. But I'm not like focused on trying to be going back into that right now because that's a lot of money. I gotta pay mm-hmm. for a test. I gotta pay this in these scores. Then I gotta, and then it's time that I gotta wait. So it's like all of that shit is, you know, if I if I'm waiting on that, then what else am I gonna be doing? Right. So, um. I'm gonna tell you the story. This week, after all of this is happening, what's today? Friday. Um, actually, yesterday on Thursday. No, on Wednesday actually. Um, my nigga, shout out to Chef Mixie. He comes to pick me up from school to help me like take my shit from you know, from the job to the crib. You know, I got all mm-hmm. these boxes that I've accumulated over the years, mm-hmm. and I'm bringing my stuff home. And I'm taking everything out the room and I run back upstairs to grab my final stuff. And I get a text message from one of the homies that I ain't talked to in a long time. Shout out to Ty from WU. Um, you know, she, uh, just somebody that I've been following as far as like career, like to back it up. I was in, I was working at the school at facilities. That was my first like school job. And she was working there. She was a front desk, like, attendant. Like, she was, like, you know, doing everything. Like, everything ran through Ty. Like, she was operations. But um, that job kind of got old for her. So she moved over there to, um, what was that? Um, the health don't, department. Don't, don't. Oh, the, man, I thought you was ready to give a location. I was going to say, don't do that. Yeah, no, no, no. The health department and shit. So, um, you know, um. The weight room and shit, all that shit, you know. To, um, yeah, over there. But anyways, I I kind of like follow her too. From when she moved there, I moved there. Cause I'm still a student worker at this point. But I'm just watching her the whole time. She was doing her psychology stuff, you know, she was getting her masters. And she finally got her stuff and she moved on. She like, you know, elevated her life and kind of didn't lose contact, but she hit me up yesterday that that day. Just texted me, was like, yo, I've been seeing you on Instagram taking these pictures, you know, they're beautiful, whoop de wop wop 
and my daughter's trying to take pictures. So I'm trying to like pay somebody, but instead of paying somebody that I don't know, I'm trying to pay somebody that I trust and know. So it was just like having that moment of I'm literally, it's like when the phrase of like when God closed a door or close a window, you know, he opened up a door or he closed the door, he opened up windows, some, some shit like that. It's like, that's literally how I felt like leaving the building, getting a text message for a hobby that I started, which turned into a revenue stream, which is turning into a revenue stream. It's like this door that I was always trying to be in wasn't the door that I was supposed to be trying to get in. This was just, you know, this, this journey was, you know, something that I need to be on. I needed to have these attributes. I needed to have these, these qualities, these things that I got from education. Maybe that's not everything that I need to be in direct education. Maybe I just needed to, you know, get this shit in, do what I want to do with the after school right. program and the, you know, and the workout game. So with yeah. the basketball. So it was just, you know, kind of a a, a turning point at this this whole week. So that's why I'm I'm kind of happy that like we are creatives because I don't think that and hustlers naturally mm-hmm. because I don't think that like we are running around frantic because there are a lot of people who are going through these situations and they're running around frantic because of the the class divide you know they yeah. haven't had this strife this hardship their entire lives you know, mm-hmm. because they've been privileged. You no, know, not a bad thing, but you know, motherfucker been privileged for their whole life. Then they turn 30, 33, 35, then they fuck around and get hardship and fuck around and become homeless or some shit because they never yeah. had, they never knew how to hustle and shit. They up here just, you know, selling everything, getting rid of everything. Instead of learning like you don't have to be bound to the nine to five to get your money up. You don't. You can use a nine to five to supply your fucking five to nine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's what I do, honestly. Not. To 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 be honest with you, bro, I use my nine to five to to, to support ENG. ENG started off like as a side hustle. To be honest with you, that no, I wanted I to there. grow into yeah man you was there you was it started off in this in, in in college park i wanted i always wanted to grow it into something that um could be my nine to five um or something that could be a, my nine to five option and i just own it you know so right. it's like you you're exactly right and i ain't i don't want to be the person to 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 shit on nine to fives because I'm the type of person that would use a nine to five to fund to fund my the shit that I want to get up off the ground. And in more ways than one, it's not always about taking the money that you get paid from the job. You could take what you learn from the job. Like, okay, I this this business has this, 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 this. How did all right? I know that they pay their business license on a year. So I would have to do this too. I know they uh, they have certain lawyers and, and shit like that. I would need to do this too. They have a, 
a, a specific type of bank they use for operating. And then they have a specific type of bank that they use for money that comes in. They have a specific type of way that they do their taxes. So I should be, I should be in this ballpark. Like it's not even about the money that you take from a nine to five. It's, it's how you can jump into in the game of creating a nine to five for somebody. Cause that's what you're doing as an entrepreneur when you really think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Creating a nine to five for somebody else. For real, for real. And I, I'm being for real. I'm creating nine to five for myself right now with what I'm doing. We I just dropped some socks that sold out. And that was fire, bro. I this is my first product ever sold, selling out in that amount of time. I did it, I dropped it yeah. last week. And it sold out this week. We record right now on Friday. It sold out as of what I want to say Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday. It was Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah, I'm about to say it was early this week because I remember seeing it on uh, Instagram. Yeah. And that happened when I got that, like probably 30 minutes after I got that email response because I had emailed them saying, I. I, and that's another thing why I'm still a little bit fired up about a fucking credit check on a job because I had emailed them stating that, you know, I still feel like I'm qualified to do this job. And they said that they couldn't reverse it because of the ter- determination. Within 20 minutes of that, I got the last order of the last pair of socks that I got. I was like, wow, okay. So maybe this shit is a sign. Yeah. But it ain't just about me, though. What if it's another person gets caught in that situation? I just feel like that's a way of keeping people down, if you think about it. Of course, bro. That's 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 like, that's redlining. And that's like, not even redlining. Because uh, uh, a more better analogy is glass ceiling. That's like having a glass ceiling on your career, like because you can't go through the, you can't get to this this position. But I am, I guess, the older I get, the more I think about how we can't really. We can get mad. We can get angry at, you know not having those opportunities. But then we have to use that energy to find another opportunity because it's not like there's not other options. Like this was just one job. This is just one one avenue. It's trillions, infinite other things that niggas could be doing. It's just like niggas is not tapping into the right frequency to you know access that ability because just think about all of the things that you like to do just naturally yeah there could be a way to monetize that and people don't understand that like um like it's a lot of niggas out here baking things a lot of people out here making things a lot of people out here creating beautiful art and they're selling it and like you say, you got a whole apparel company. You got a whole philosophy behind it too, where 
if people get knowledge about it and yeah. you know marketing could get you know a little bit better then you know everybody could start you know understanding that these things are what you need to start supporting mm-hmm. instead of just like trying to you know trying to support trying to get I think the mentality is everybody trying to be a millionaire and which is cool you know getting money and everything but what is that really going to truly accomplish if you don't have the the right people to spend that million with right like if you're really out here just like spending your shit just to keep up with a with a facade or an image that you have been creating or been allowing to create you into this shit or mold you into this fucking person that you are or that you get to be when you become a millionaire um hopefully you can stay you know with your morals and your fucking values and shit but i'm not hating on millionaires because i'm not a millionaire but um i'm just saying that i think that the mentality is what's been fucking a lot of people up like we grow up you grow up poor and you grow up wanting to be something else. You grow up wanting to get out the hood. You grow up wanting to leave. And it's never the mentality of rebuilding what you have, you know, making what you have already, making what you have better, you know, mm-hmm. creating a better route for what you've been doing every day, you know, alternative options of. You know, just everyday living, trying to enhance what you've been doing. Those could also be, you know, things that just help your community. And with mm-hmm. that, you might be able to get money because people might see something that, you know, that's good. I might be talking bullshit, but I feel like I'm talking something. Like no, you, I mean, it's, it's making sense. Yeah, man. Um, okay. Um, have you ever heard of um, like self-sustaining gardens? I don't think so. What the, what the fuck is a self-sustaining garden? So um, I think it's multiple ones, but what I've seen is like having, imagine like an aquarium, like a fish tank, and you have plants growing on top of it. And the roots from the plants are being, you know, dropped into the tank. The fish, you know, they're probably feeding off of the roots and shit like that. You know, a little, you know, oxygen or whatever, you know, whatever shit that's being produced from the roots, they be nibbling on it. And, you know, their shit, you know, is what's going to, you know, give nutrients to the plants. So it's almost like a, a coexisting habitat for plants and fish um which which will enhance your garden period um and i brought this up because um i saw a picture which had on the right side like all the lawns that everybody has in america which is like you know typical nigga cutting his grass and on the left side was a garden like an actual, like, instead of that front yard being a fucking 
grass, grassy area. It was like, you know, tilled and it was like, you know, sectioned off for specific shit to grow together. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it, the caption read like, what if everybody, you know, had garden, had lawns like the one on the left? Mm-hmm. Nobody would be, you know, hungry. And I feel like those are initiatives that could be good things that happen for like communities. Create gardens where, you know, where money is not really a thing anymore when it comes to like buying produce. It's more like trading. I got all so, the fucking potatoes. Oh, you so you trading potatoes for tomatoes. Yeah. Bartering. I'm just saying like that to yeah, bartering, yeah. Going back to the bartering system so that oh, even man. though you're using money for other things, because you're still gonna use you still gonna need money for other shit, but you can at least reduce the amount of money that you need to spend because you're not spending money like now grocery. I feel like the government has an answer to that. What? EBT. EBT. So this is and this is why I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. If you allow somebody to be the sole provider of them of your food, then that person has the right to start has the ability to start. Okay. So here's the thing. I'm, um, not, I'm not speaking on it as being a sole like the, you're not being dependent on it and it's not intended for you to be dependent on it it's a, it's a, it's a supplemental program so yes as in you're not we, you could go out and spend let's say a family spends between uh 300 to 500 dollars on groceries in a month uh well this program you can you can chop that in half and you can use that money for something else. So I'm thinking about um, how much um, how much produce is um, like actually like GMO. Like, oh, now we're going into a different a different topic now. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Like. <clears throat> like, just think about this. Like, if you got the government giving you food stamps, and then you go to the food stamps WIC, you go to the store, and these specific things, or even these things that they have at the store, are provided for you. You can get produce. You can get, you know, yeah. food with your food stamps. Then you realize that the food that you're getting is not grown organically. And when even when they say organically, it's like you have to realize that even organic is grown with like pesticides and shit like that. So oh okay, I got you. I got you. So it's like it's a lot of shit. It's like a lot of things that I feel like are going into our food that is slowly fucking people up and it's not being mass, it's not being like, you know, brought to the masses in a way that I think should be presented. Because 
like people are calling a lot of people conspiracy theorists, but then a lot of niggas don't understand that label reading is just natural fucking common sense. Reading the shit that's on the label. Label reading should be label reading should be common sense, but a lot of people just look at brands and yeah, like yeah. And they don't understand that, like, you know, the first couple of ingredients are the are the most things. Like, it goes from, like, you know, most to least. And even when you have, like, trace elements of certain things, like manganese or certain, like, crazy shit that shouldn't be, you know, mixed with certain other, other shit, like, fucking, like, we shouldn't be having soy in our body, like, mass amounts of soy in our body. But soy is in every fucking wheat product that we eat. Cause it's like a, it's like a stretcher, so um, or like a you know some shit that stretches you know the the flower or whatever. Um, but that shit was something that was I think was originated from like feeding pigs and shit. What soy? So um, yeah. Mm. But um, originally actually like allergic to soy, which is good. So yeah, you can't, yeah, that's 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 okay. I don't even fuck with soy like soy milk shit no more. But, um, no, I don't fuck with soy milk either. I, I'm uh, big up lactate. Yeah, I mean, even that, like, that's another thing. Like, that's still like cow's milk. Like, it's just you know, lactate. Like, this just take the lactose out of it. So, it's not good for us to be doing like putting these things in our body. Like I still do it, man, but I'm trying to like man, you know, I can't drink lactate, man. Well, that's what I be putting in my protein shakes, man. Yeah, I'm not that's saying how I got up to two. I'm five. just saying, I'm just saying, I don't think that that's what we should be drinking. Just think about this, bro. A cow, every fucking animal drinks from his mom's titty until a certain. Every mammal drinks from his mom's titty until a certain period, then they stop. Yes, the milk of the booby. So. We, as humans, do the same shit. Then we stop. Then we eventually start drinking cow's milk because unless, it's something. Unless, unless you get a taste, if you happen to have a baby mother, and you'd be like, "Let me taste that real quick, just to make sure it is up to my child standards." Come on, titty milk. Yeah. I mean, I could tell you stupid. <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna say that I have had it, but I'm not gonna say that I haven't had it. You've had some titty milk. That's cool. I'm not I'm I will not confirm nor deny that I've had the titty milk. Well, I have had it when I was a baby. But you wanna know yeah. what's crazy? <laughs> I had it for a while, but after a, a certain amount of time, my mom had to stop and they had to get me some type of, uh, I had like a digestive problem when I was a baby. It, I was weird. I had a digestive problem and I would always throw shit up, but I always gained weight. I was a fat ass baby. I couldn't, no one could explain it. The doctor didn't know. They was like, yeah, you need to give him a, some type of like formula when keep that shit down, they tried goat milk. That didn't work. We tried some country shit. That didn't work. He, and they just was like, well, we don't know. Just we think that this might help. 
and I just still was fat. That's crazy. Wow, bro. Nowadays, I can only drink the lactate, though. I don't, I'm not even a milk drinker. It's just I put it in my shakes because it's like uh, if you so if you're trying to, well, for me, it's been like a little like a cheat code with my shakes. Like the if you do it with water, it gets in your bloodstream faster. That's what I will say. But I've been getting more results when I drink my shits with milk. For whatever reason, I don't know why that is. Okay. Yeah. So. And I can't drink. I, I don't. Like I haven't drink. Yeah, I stopped drinking cow's milk a minute ago. I'd be drinking the silk drinks, the um, the almond milk, like the the plain drink. Like I'll drink that with my. I'll eat that with my with my cereal. Like I'll put that on my cereal and shit. It's like no bland. Tastes like milk. <laughs> And it's you no know, plant based shit. So, yeah. I'm just trying to switch. I'm just consciously trying to switch my diet so I can actually, like, you know, live longer and you know, do good things, you know, stretch. Sports, bro. Because my you whole thing is. In the gym. That's exactly what I'm about to do, too. Um, I don't know. I've been, you know, I still be doing my little workouts and shit. Mm-hmm. I'm not a weak nigga no more. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um but um, what was I saying? Yeah, I just have to, like, I feel like if I'm going to be doing what I'm doing, you have to be a model for what you're doing. Like, your product, you are the brand. Like, you have to be an ambassador for your own brand. Yeah. So if I'm going to be out here branding basketball, branding photography, branding whatever, I have to be, you know, my own brand. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, with that comes time. With that comes, you know, dedication, you know. So. Yeah, you're right. It's going to be a transformation. Hard work and dedication, my nigga. You know about it. You got a championship of ring off, off of it. Yeah, bro, I'm looking at the banners over here in the crib. Slight flex. Yeah. We got a little bit off topic. But you want to uh, you want to get to the next thing on the docket? What we talking about? Joe Vert. <laughs> Joe Vert. Yeah. I said it right this time. Uh, yeah, oh, you don't you don't want to be ignorant no more. <laughs> yeah, I want to smoke. Smoke, huh? Well, have you heard about the recent events? You got to know this, man. I don't know nothing, bro. You got to know this. I don't even know about you? I don't even know about Joe Bird. Uh, okay. Would you like to know about Joe Bird? What is Joe Bird? All right. So it's Joe like Bird. Yeah, bro. I'm about to I was just about to give me a second and I'll read you the definition, bro. You got a second, bro? No. Well, fuck you. I'm gonna still educate you anyways. Joe Vert. Oh, wow. You're going to laugh at this. Well, you might not laugh at this, but. All right. Just let me get through the definition of it. And then I'm going to let you get your shit off. All right. 
Okay. All right. Joe Vert, also known as Juve, originated in Trinidad with the festivities of Can Boulet, which was a time when sugarcane fields caught on fire and slaves were still forced to harvest the remaining crops before complete destruction. The event was reenacted and male slaves were mocked by their masters. The origins of uh, street parties associated with Joe Vert coincide with the emancipation from slavery in 1838. The, the traditions of Joe, Joe Vert vary wi uh, widely. Damn, I was not picked on often to read public in class, um, but bear with me, y'all. <laughs> The traditions of Jover vary widely throughout the Caribbean. In Trinidad and Tobago and Grenada, a part of the tradition involves smearing paint, mud, or oil on the bodies of participants known as jab-jabs. Jab-jabs. So, yes, like I, I was saying earlier, this nigga Jeremy was getting at me talking about I'm saying the name wrong. He said Jovert, and I was saying Juve. Like it sounded like Juve. So now I feel like I'm been. We both was right. We both was right, bro. Yeah, he was right. We both was right. I was, but I was right, and I was right too. You said Juve, I said Jovert. We both was right. But you ain't so, know about the shit though, right? Yeah. So okay. Yeah. I mean, I know about I know about Juve. So yeah, I know about Jovert. So, so then you know yeah. about Jovert, nigga. Yeah. So yeah, so what about this? What about it? Like what happened? Like what like something like went down with it? like because it hasn't happened, it hasn't uh, went down yet, right? That shit isn't it? so basically July, right? why well, well this is why you gotta know this. This is why you gotta know, bro. Can you put the camera up a little bit? Put your camera up or put your phone up a little bit, bro. This is a crazy scene, dog. What the fuck is wrong with you, bro? Like what the Ayo. What is wrong with you, bro? Oh, shit, bro. I'm in the crib comfortably, bro. Nigga. <laughs> no, but... uh, Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, there we go. What was your question, bro? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> what happened with Juve? Okay, so, yeah. Why is being um you ain't heard about the Michael B. Jordan shit? No. Well, he's coming up with a coming out with a rum called uh Joe Vert. And they also trademarking the term Joe Vert, which is which I find pretty much pretty much interesting. That would kind of be like somebody trademarking Juneteenth and making it a drink. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. What even makes it more interesting to me, and I wish our homie Miles was on this joint to, to talk about this joint, but it's made it more interesting to me is that one of his business partners is is uh, Trinidadian. So it's like, as much as you could say the buck stops with Michael Michael B. Jordan and people could be in a tizzy about it. The way I look at it is like, damn, nigga, you could have said something or 
like you being from Trinidad, this being, you know, a celebration that originated in Trinidad from slaves in Trinidad, then, you know, shouldn't you be like, hey, maybe we should name this something else. Maybe we shouldn't trademark this because this is what this means. This is, you know, the history behind it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They can't. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that's that's something that's cool to do. Because, yeah, like you said, I feel like that's like somebody trademarking Juneteenth, and you can't trademark something that. Like, where are you gonna get this money to when you trademark? Like, where's this? Where's the, the trademark money going to? Mm-hmm. It's just like being donated to causes in fucking. Trinidad, you know, Western. That's a good question. Like, if you like, if you, I feel like if you, if your intentions are are pure, then it might be okay. But if you're just trying to monetize off of the fact that you think all of the West Indians will be drinking this shit because you know Juve is coming up, then. Well, there's definitely an essence of capitalization in it because it's so. Yeah, rum. I mean, definitely. It's, 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 definitely, it's rum, yeah. and you know, a lot of West Indians drink rum. Yeah. So you're definitely trying to Love capitalize. Mm-hmm. You're definitely trying to capitalize off of it. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not, you know what I'm saying? But it goes to what you were saying. What are you going to do with this money that you're trademarking off of? what this what this means are you are you giving some of it to to uh causes in trinidad or you know what i'm saying what are you gonna do what are you doing with it and you only open in my opinion you only open yourself up to people asking that question because you're using the term juve if you was if you was having made up your own rum with your own name, no one would have to question what you're doing or no one would. We, people be less likely to question it because this is your shit and you came up with a name that's your shit. But because of you trying to cap, it seems as though you're trying to capitalize off of this movement or this, what this, what, what's behind this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think mean, yeah, it's it's my people, my people, my people. Why, why, why you do that, bro? Why you have to go ahead and do that, dog? I can't hate on a nigga for making a liquor though. Like I will never hate on a nigga for making liquor. Niggas been making liquor for for the last few min- years, decades, whatever. I guess shit. Puff out liquors. Jay Z got liquors, E Forty got liquors, T T Pain had liquors, but they ain't never named they shit off of no fucking holiday, know. right? I mean, and even if they in in even even if they was try to be like on some capitalistic shit, okay. 
We don't drink. Uh, what's the, what was that shit? Motherfuckers was on a lot. It was a champagne. Motherfuckers used to buy a lot until they found out that they don't fuck with, yeah, they found out that they don't fuck with niggas. And then fucking okay, we'll make our own shit. That's a Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, I'm a capitalist based off of niggas. Like you know what I'm saying? Based off of you know what I'm saying? We drive this shit. If you're gonna do that, do some shit. That's you know what I'm saying. yours because you see how no one like I don't expect no like I don't expect profits of Ciroc to go to whatever causes in New York whatever yeah because Puff can do what the fuck he wants to he came up with that business on his own he you know what I'm saying started it on his own the name ain't behind don't come from the struggle and on top of that bro like i really think you should do some like go do a deep dive into to juve bro that shit is crazy that shit is crazy like you a lot of people just think it's just a party and and motherfuckers dancing in the streets and shit and yes it is celebration of uh emancipation but there was pain behind that. Like, think of it like this. It, this is the best way I can imagine it as someone that's a descendant from a slave. My great grandmother was actually a slave. She picked cotton. So think of it like this. And I'm pretty sure your peoples come from slavery too. Come from Mississippi. The, like the agriculture that was predominant back then was cotton. So think of a cotton field catching on fire and the slave owners still expecting our peoples to go out there and pick the shit. And of course, it's hot as shit. The shit is burning. So what you're going to do, you're going to put fucking mud and tar on and you're going to try to get the shit that you got that you're trying to preserve. And the motherfuckers that sent you out there to do that shit is mocking you. They're mocking how you look when you're trying to fucking stay alive while keep keeping their product their shit <laughs> right you see what i'm saying it's more than just it's more than just dancing it's more than just a party it's that's what's behind that that's what that's why like that's why i don't understand how people can hate on black people because we can take we can take uh we can take that pain that struggle and show the world something beautiful from it, a celebration from it. You see what I'm saying? Shit's crazy, bro. Yeah, man. I gotta. I, I'm. I'm glad you like got, gave me some history because, like, I always wanted to go to Juve, and now I'm like, gives me more, more want or more, you know, inclination to do it now. And bro, we we some American motherfuckers, bro. You from Michigan? I'm from Virginia, bro. But I had to like, I had to do a deep dive in it. I was like, hold on now, this is what this shit is, and this is how we all connected, motherfucker. Like, we all that's that's how we all connected. Speaking of being connected, bro, and emancipation, 
with Juneteenth just happened, right? Yep. So I'm out with Chef Mixie and we had just finished. No, we just started um, about to go um, to the little Motrella joint that was on 14th and U. Like they had the, um, the Unity joint. Um, it was like a whole caravan of people coming from the Black Lives Matter Plaza to 14th and U to like had a concert. But you know, we just went straight to 14th, 14th and U. But as we were getting out the car, you know, there's a this guy from he was he either from Ethiopia or Eritrea. He leaned out the car and asked me. He was like, "So what's um what is today? Like what's going on today?" And I was like, "Juneteenth." Well, you don't know about Juneteenth, and was, I'm didn't I'm thinking everybody knows, and he was like, "No." So I literally like had to give him a thirty second rundown of what Juneteenth was and whole time like he was understanding it. it was just like he was just like smiling like the whole time I was explaining it like damn like I ain't even know like I've been living here this whole time and didn't even know like yeah bro every year this is like I told him I was like this is the black people's 4th of July like America got us independence on July 4th what was it 1776 yep and Black people got their true independence or on paper independence. Um, <laughs> um, on June 19th, 1865. And that was because of Galveston, Texas, was the last city to ever to reach, to get reached. Yeah. So I was like, just explaining that to him, I was like, damn, bro, like a lot of people don't know history. A lot of people don't know. Like I didn't know the history around Juve. I just thought it was just party. But obviously, it's always history behind the things that, that Black people do. It's just we just know how to turn it into a... We know how to turn pain into celebration. That's why always. we always turn up at, at fucking funerals and shit. We always had that... that, uh, that uh, we always had that... Um, that talent to to change shit like make shit take it negative and make it a positive we always had that and i actually there's there's something that i came across this week too bro that i that i wanted to bounce bounce off your pause um i'm gonna read it to you uh before i forget because i felt that it was very 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 interesting Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. And I, when I seen it, I was like, yo, this got me thinking, so I know it's probably going to get my niggas thinking. All right. And this is from this group uh, that I that I like fuck with on uh, Facebook. It's called the Kempo Collective, right? So just listen. All right. And she, uh, the person that wrote this starts this off is saying, I do not want any black americans to comment initially on this at all all right i know y'all i know y'all so if you comment i'm gonna delete it for non-american black folks what do you view as culture exclusively to black americans now i wanted to ask this question to our homie miles but he's not here 
So now, like, what what do you think are some um, what do you what do you view as culture that we've contributed exclusively uh, to Black America? What do you think that we've like Black people been contributing specifically to Black culture? Yeah, like what I just want to know what your thoughts was. Like, how does that question hit you? Like, initially? it's like it, it sounds like a redundant question. Um, how are black people for, for like what do you view as culture exclusive to black Americans? What do you view culture as as it? pertains to being exclusively to black Americans. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe <clears throat> I I think I don't know. What I'm trying to think is what do I what I'm trying to think of like what how I grew up. Like exclusively to black people is neighborhoods that you know like you know like that where you want to go where everybody knows your name like that cheer song like that's the song that's playing in my head right now like thinking about black culture like we've contributed to um unity like being able to come together, like, you know, like cookouts and shit like that, you know, like that's black culture, like, you know, like good music, like fucking being able to have a a style. Like, I think like that's black culture, just style period is black culture. Like, I think, I think nothing. You think we've contributed to nothing? Nothing. Why are you saying that? Because, and this is why I say that, I don't think we've contributed nothing because we all come from the same place and we get it from the same place. From food, from music, from culture, from how you just explained it, the sense of, of community, unity. We all get it from the same place. It comes from our ancestors and it all comes from the same place. If you want to talk about food, for for example, like from from okra to sweet potato to yams to like anything, there was a there was actually a fucking slave that motherfucking Thomas Jefferson. Shout out to High Off the Hog. I watched this fucking documentary on Netflix called High Off the Hog. There was a chef that motherfucking I think Thomas Thomas Jefferson had that he just had to have in his house in Monticello to cook and how he earned his freedom was uh, through cooking but the only way he got it was uh, if he left his brother and taught his brother how to cook exactly how he did so so now he could be free but his brother has to do the shit you know what I'm saying if you want to go about music if you want to talk about dancing it, we're all connected. We have contributed nothing because we all come from the same place. We are all 
connected, bro. See, then I feel like that question is an open-ended discussion because that's like, that goes like, I feel like you're, you're, you're coming from the aspect of, or the side of, Black culture has already been black before. It was niggas been blackly black, black, black since black been black. So that's what you're saying. I'm People saying learn that. from us. People have learned from yeah. us. They've always learned from us. They've always taken what we've done and 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 built off of it. They built off yeah. our, off of our math. They built up off of our off off of our agriculture. Motherfuckers use us to grow shit in this country. They took us yeah, from where to learn agriculture? Where? And then they demonstrated they wanted us to grow where? Everywhere. They wanted us to grow sugarcane in, in the West Indies. They wanted us to grow cotton here. They wanted us to cook where? Everywhere. They used our math where? Everywhere. How do they, how do they measure the stars? They use that where? Everywhere, we're all connected because we come from the same place, brother. Yes. Slavery I'm was. Saying, was I'm, not, I'm not refuting that. I'm not. I'm not refuting what you're saying. I'm just saying that I think that this specific question can be approached at different fucking angles, and I feel Absolutely. like the angles that we are approaching it from are not different in an aspect of niggas didn't contribute to culture. It's just different that you're looking at it from the base, like, nigga, this is where the shit comes from. I'm looking at it as a Black Americans. What did they contribute to Black American culture? Like, that's what I was thinking about. Like, the American Blacks that were over here after slavery, you know, when or during slavery, you know, those those motherfuckers who were like, you know, creating different, you know, you know, art, the best art comes out of hardship. Mm -hmm. Like or the best art came out of hardship, you know. Yeah. So at least in the in America, you know, you had the nineteen or eighteen hundred, whatever, you had blues. Then you got fucking uh then you got the fucking nineteen twenties, you got jazz, then you got the 1970s, you got fucking hip hop. So it's like you got these different art forms. You got Basquiat, you know, you got like different art forms from different black people. You got James Baldwin, fucking, you got like, you know, people that are speaking. You got like different, different contributions that. Black people have been leaning on, like Marcus Garvey coming to America and teaching niggas in like, that time. You know, like those contributions are the things that I'm thinking about. Like people, <clears throat> a Black American culture wouldn't be what it is without the base that you're talking about being so, like, you know, actually giving this niggas foundation. The hardship that niggas went through, like all those things that people went through, and then the shit that niggas had to, you know, start to create with being here. Now this is the new home, right? Like, yeah. So, 
that's my that's I, I feel like that's it's a multifaceted question. And who who wrote that? That was a black person that wrote, like a young black person, old black person. Who wrote that? The Kimfo Collective. Hmm? Uh, it was I think it was Kim the Folk. the young lady that runs the Kim Kimfo Collective. It's a group on uh, Facebook. Okay, I'll be on Facebook. It's like a discussion discussion forum. It's like a like uh one of those discussion forums that are like can that you know bridges you know black folk you know whether you be African West Indian like we all got this common commonality you know yeah as ways as you know. I like it because it helps people um, identify tools of divisiveness, if you will. So they pose questions, thought-provoking questions like that. So like, you know how we just had a discussion about it, but with a vast group of people and you get different viewpoints on, on different shit. Your ass look like you're about to pass out, so... No, I ain't about to pass out. I'm just, you know, I'm just like listening to what you're saying, bro. Because I don't know. I feel like black people, indigenous people, I'm not even going to say black, but just indigenous people need to realize the connectivity that we really have to each other. Like, Absolutely. Niggas have been disproportionate. Like, niggas have been disenfranchised. Niggas have been this whatever, un whatever, anti whatever, you know. <laughs> Lynched, fucking like mobbed on, fucking burned, everything like, you know, chastised, you know, you know, set apart from the communities of the good people. Yeah. So just de- all around being bad and exploited. And when you have forms like that, like a place for somebody to come and have discussions where you have different people just from different walks of life, but they all have a commonality of I look like you in an aspect of I look like the original person. Mm-hmm. And we know what the original person looked like, melanated. Right. So that's just fucking science. I don't give a fuck what you're talking about, nigga. Go ahead and look up what they talked about with the fucking Lucy um, ape that they found. Um, one of the oldest fucking beings they found. Um, but, anyways, but, um, which was, and they did a reconfiguration of their fucking face to melanated. Um, so if you pay attention to that and you pay attention to like how dominant our genes are, you pay attention to all of the shit that is happening. I think that there is a way for us to like not get down with the status quo. Not be rebellious in the aspect of, you know, tearing down motherfucking walls and, you know, bearing up arms and shit like that, but just like 
we have to understand that a lot of the shit that this nigga is doing is trying to get us out of here. Like, like I was saying, like food, fucking coronavirus shit, fucking shots, like, um, fucking the way that they making niggas just maneuver with, um, um, like ideas of like you no know, sexes, like the whole LGBT community, like all of that, like all of these fights in 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 between our specific communities, like throwing out different narratives, throwing out different information, forcing people to be against each other. But it's like, no, no, if y'all niggas just turned around and just looked like, hey, these niggas are doing these things for a reason. And once we find out the reason, it's like we can finally stop and like start focusing our energy on you know tearing down the, the status quo breaking those fucking barriers that they keep putting up for us because we keep getting so close to prosperity yeah so, and i think that a lot of this shit with the coronavirus has made a lot of people placing dependent on the government so now it's like Anything that they say that sounds good is going to sound very great because mm-hmm. you have four years of fucker. So <laughs> it's like, oh, this shit sounds amazing. That part. Yeah, so now I can, you know, now I don't know, bro. I'm done. I really got too much to say, bro. I'm just here. Yeah. All right, night. I think, yeah, I think that's a good. You said that. You said that shit, bro. <laughs> That's yeah. a good, good ending point. Oh. Yeah. What you got going yeah, on? Play this music. What you got going on? You want to let the people know about before we head out of here? Um. Yeah. So, Ant underscore stay underscore chilling. Make sure y'all follow me on Instagram. Um. Just out here shooting, shooting people. No gun. Mm. You know shooting people with these lenses. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm out here also helping people helping people shoot with the basketball. So um been working on that business plan for a little minute. Um trying to make that shape because it's now the time to get it off the ground. That's been you know it's that time. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Um I'm also about to be in Detroit on the 30th. So about to be here for a little minute, a couple of days or whatever. So yeah, that's what I got going on, man. For sure. For Other sure. Than that, I'm chilling in there. You know I stay chilling. Drinking booty sure. sweat. Stay doing that booty sweat for sure, man. I still yeah. drink booty sweat, man. I don't give a fuck. Hey, me too, bro. Um, yeah. yeah. Wanna thank everybody for listening. Um, thank you. Thank first off, wanna thank everybody again for copping some Ernest socks, man. I really do appreciate that. Um, I ain't got much going on. Westmo germs on the on the ground. Germsing on the on the twits. Uh, I'm about to launch a Patreon as another way if you want to, you know, if you fucking with the ENG movement, that's another way you can support. Um, I got different tiers. Uh, you know, and you know, it's 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 something for everybody there. You know, you don't have to just 
subscribe to the second to highest or the highest tier. You get something, you can go get the block work from me too. Everyone's a winner over there. You're earning your money, you're going to earn something over there with me too. And uh, yeah, man, I want to thank everybody for copying something. Um, going through some changes website-wise, but um, I'm about to be back online with that. I'm coming correct with it. And yeah, thank you guys for listening to episode 49. Shout out to Chef Mixie. Um, yeah. Big up Chef Mixie, man. And uh, big up to Miles. We miss you, bro. Uh, yeah, man. Talk BS. Talk brothers and sisters. We know it's a pandemic still going on. Well, we're trying to come back outside. But uh, it's important to talk because mental health is still important so that you don't act like you forgot your home training when you come back outside. And yeah, episode 49, y'all. Thank y'all. And like that, we out. Yeah.